0: Listen with Bible pen and paper handy as Pastor Rander ministers to us today
1: Gee, uh, power in prayer. being unaware of Satan's strategies uh, diminishes your power in prayer. Ephesians 6:11 says, "Put on the whole armor of God so that you may be able to stand firm against the devil's strategies. The devil has strategies. They are innumerable. You say, how many does he have? Too many to count. But I want to give you a few of them just to wake you up and realize that devil is a busy devil. And you can see him working once your eyes have been illuminated and enlightened. So what are some of the devil's strategies? Just give you a few. This is not a comprehensive list by no means. Well, the devil seeks to get believers to doubt the word of God. Genesis 3, one says, now the serpent was more crafty than any "...of the wild animals the Lord God had made." He said to the woman, he's a devil. Did God really say don't touch that tree? Did he really mean what he said? He kept talking to her, talking to her, and got her to believe his lie. He got her to doubt the word of God, and when he did, the whole human race was plunged into sin, and the fellowship with God was broken. and, And Jesus had to come and reconcile a man back to God." Doubting the word of God. This is authoritative word of God. This is a non-negotiable. Now, there's some things, that, that, uh, everything in the Bible is essential. But there are some things that are really non-negotiable. And one is authoritative word of God. If you, if you don't believe this book is the word of God, uh, God breathed, and, and infallible, and inerrant, and inspired, and the only book God ever wrote, well, you got a massive problem on your hand you got a massive problem on your hands. Uh, uh, Another another strategy of Satan is uh, Satan always tempt believers. He tempts believers. Uh, Matthew 4, 1 through 4. Then Jesus was led up by the Spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And when he had fasted 40 days and 40 nights, afterward he was hungry. If you go 40 days and 40... Uh, without food, and nights without, without food, you'd be hungry too. Satan came to Jesus at his weakest point in his physicality, because he had real body, right, and real blood, and it's weak. he was weak, he was hungry, 40 days and 40 nights. Now, when the tempter came to him at, at his most vulnerable time, he said, if you are the son of God, command that these stones become bread, but he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceed from the mouth of God. Jesus fought Satan with the word of God. He didn't fight him with, with psychics and traditions and, and Ouija boards and all that kind of stuff. He, he fought Satan with the Word of God, but I want you to read in your quiet time Matthew four one through eleven. You're going to see the rest of that passage where Satan was tempting Jesus, and Jesus withstood him his temptation with the Word of the Living God. So, with that being said, I like to say this, beloved: since Jesus was tempted by Satan, we will be tempted too. How's Jesus going to be tempted by Satan, and we're never tempted by him? He tempts you to do a lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. And if we are honest with ourselves, we all be embarrassed if we just said what he tempted us to do within the last couple of weeks, a month. Some strange stuff, but you just know to resist so that in the spirit, so that he would flee. Uh, then Satan tempts, entices, Satan entices believers to believe his lies. He entices believers to believe his lies. John 8, 44 says, you are of your father the devil and, he, and the desires of your father you want to do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stand in the truth because there is no truth in him. He's the personification of lying. He's the ultimate liar. He's the father of lies. When he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources for he is a liar. The devil is a liar and the father of it. Of it. He's, he's a lying devil. He's a lying devil. Some little cute little girl come and lay with me. Or some little boy you think handsome muscular. I don't care if he plays sports or whatever. And you're talking about if you love me, you lay. No, you, you get away from me. My Bible don't say that. People will lie to you to get what they want. The whole system is built on lies. L- lies. You know, you, you, I, you the big the commercial these great big burgers. You get a great big burgers and you, you don't go through the drive-through because they, you, they take your money and then you, you look. You said when you get home, you say, "Well, where's the bonds? You know, well, where's the meat? Where's the beef?" You know, and then some burgers look so delicious with but, but mushroom, mushrooms on it and bacon and cheese and all. Now, don't y'all start thinking about food. Keep your mind on the message now. But, but, but all this, and then when you go get that burger, it's about the size of a quarter. My little grandson can eat five of those things. That's the, they make them so big on the paper, you look at it, what's this little scrunchy little thing? Just lies, lies, lies. Just lies off top down. Politicians lie. Pundit, professional folk lie. Folk with PhDs and uh, the seats of higher learning in academia lie and re the children. Lies in cartoons, lies in movies, lies by celebrities. Lie, lie, lies. And if you don't know what's truth, you will eat that lie. You will eat that lie. Satan's aim is to deceive saints. He's a great deceiver. First Timothy 4:1 says, the Spirit clearly says that in latter times some will abandon the faith. They will leave and disown Christ. They will walk away from the church, walk away from God, and follow deceiving spirits and things taught by demons. Things are d- demonic in nature. Things that are not of God. But people are seduced because they don't know the word of God. So they get deceived. Satan seeks to make confusion among the saints. That's another strategy. He seeks to make confusion. Wherever there's confusion, you can be sure that Satan is lurking around. He's around. 1 Corinthians 14, says, For God is not the author of confusion, but of peace, as in all the churches of the saints. And Satan loves it when we fight over the color of the carpet, fight over the color of the chairs, uh, fight over the kind of music we're going to have, fight over the uniforms, fight over where we should go, uh, what kind of food we should eat at a banquet, a fellowship meal. Just fight, 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 fight. The deacons fight, the elders fight, the preachers fight. They're fight. A fighting spirit, a contentious spirit. You know what happens? Nothing. The work of the kingdom goes undone. The work of the kingdom goes undone. He said, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, keep fighting, and no souls get saved. The, the poor doesn't get helped. Satan seeks to promote contention among unbelievers. Satan seeks to promote contention among unbelievers. 1 Corinthians eleven sixteen 16 through 17, if anyone is inclined to be contentious, we have no such practice, nor do the churches of God, but in the following instructions, I do not commend you. Because when you come together, it is not for the better, but for worse. In other words, people leave here worse than better because of a a fighting spirit, contentious spirit. Satan loves strife and division because it impedes the work of Christ, okay? And you have confusion. So that, that confusion in the previous point and contention is all interconnected there. Then Satan ceased to discourage the saints, to discourage the saints. Deuteronomy 31.8 says, the Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. Let me say it again. The Lord himself. Underline that. S- Somebody is discouraged by radio, television, social media, by the internet, Facebook. Some of you are discouraged. I mean, perhaps you've lost your job. Uh, perhaps you've been laid off. Perhaps you have symptoms of of the virus, perhaps you, you're confused and you, you lost your perspective in it all. God will encourage you. The Lord himself goes before you and will be with you. He will never leave you nor forsake you. Do not be afraid. They can tear down whatever they want to tear down. We, we pray that God stop it in the name of Jesus. But don't let that stuff scare you. Life goes on and don't live in media, the media so much until it's just recycling in your mind, until you just become outright dysfunctional. He will never leave you nor forsake you, even in times like these. Do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged. This is what makes the scripture so invaluable because it will encourage you when you cannot get encouragement anywhere else. You have to learn to encourage yourself. Because there's some husbands out there that won't encourage a wife. There's some wives that won't encourage their husbands, And there's some parents that won't encourage their children. There's siblings that won't encourage one another. There are church members that won't encourage one another. When is the last time you just didn't walk out of here, but you found God showed you, said, you know what you're proud to be, Lord, before I leave any service, show me somebody you want me to encourage. What a prayer. Convict me of somebody in this place to encourage is it a deacon? Is it that person right there on the media? What about this this young man here, this college student? Oh, look 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 at these camera persons. Uh, what 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 about the persons that's playing? You know what about the ushers? You saw you saw them. Uh, uh, what about what about the what about the police officers that are that are around? I mean, on and on and on it goes. You know what I mean, some saints walk around like you owe me. I'm a high-paying member, strutting around like a peacock. God says you make me sick. Well, nobody owe you nothing. You give to God. You give to God. You're not giving because we we owe you. You give because God is good. Why don't y'all say Amen? Amen. So so I mean, you, we need to encourage about. You know what? When everything's going well. Even the custodians, those restrooms are clean and nice and pristine. When is the last time you used to, I just want to let you know, I am so thankful for how y'all clean those restrooms. It's not urine all over the floor. It's not this and all that kind of stuff. I thank God for that. When is the last time you encouraged a custodian? You see what I'm saying? You know, when things go wrong now, some come missing, something doesn't go right, terribly wrong. I knew it. I knew it. Well, they should have known. I wonder why this shoulda, woulda, coulda, dida, and on and on it goes. You all, it's so easy to criticize and come down and just ignore and be forgetful when people are really trying to do the right thing and they are here when you are not here. This service just doesn't come into fruition on Sunday morning. There's a lot of preparation, a lot of work, a lot of grounds out here. A lot of facilities. A lot of things break. A lot of things need repair. A lot of stuff has to be done. A lot of things have to be sanitized. A lot of things have to be reshuffled. There's a lot of stuff. The paper towels just don't act, they don't just put themselves in there for you to pull on or just wave your hand and it just zoop. Somebody had to refill it. In The power of encouragement few more and we'll be done. Satan, Satan desires to accuse believers. Revelation 12:10 says, Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven, Now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his, of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren who accused them before our God day and night has been cast down. People will, will often believe a lie before they believe the truth. Satan is accuser of the brethren and he, he accuses us before the father. It says it right there. And uh, strength and kingdom of our God and the power of Christ have come, the accuser of our brethren who accuses them before our God day and night. And so Satan is accuser, but thank, thanks be to God that God is our great high priest and he intervenes on our behalf. And we shouldn't ever say things Of people that is not true, and even if it is, y'all not be spreading it. What redemptive value do you gain for saying something? Perhaps it is true, but why are you spreading it? Why are you spreading? You need to learn the lessons from that experience and not be so quick to hurt people and to text and to email friends over something that may be a lie because it hasn't been validated. Bible says, "Go to your brother." Not, not the internet. Then uh, uh, the final strategy is this. Satan assaults the mind with demonic thoughts. Satan assaults the mind with demonic thoughts. Second Cor- Corinthians chapter 10 verse 5 says, casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. If our mind is not grounded on the word of God, if our minds are not guarded by the spirit of God and prayers to God. Satan will infiltrate our mind and set up strongholds. He wants the mind. When Satan has the mind, he has the mother, the father, the sisters, the brothers. When Satan has the mind, he has the man. When he has the mind, he has the child. When he has the mind, he has the mother. Satan wants your mind. The battle is for your mind, and that's why so many people are losing their minds and committing suicide. It's because they've given Satan too much operating room in your mind. You must stop that devil at the point of entry into your mind and say, in the name of Jesus, that thought is of the enemy and I don't receive it. You get away from me, devil. That is not of God. I belong to him and I will not, in the name of Jesus, receive that thought. And then you got to watch what you read. That's right. You got to watch what you read. You got to watch what you see. What kind of movie you see. What kind of videos you look at. What kind of stuff you're listening to. Through the gates, the eye gates, the ear gates, and all of these things. Satan wants, and and people are committing suicide at epidemic proportion. Epidemic. I mean, 10, 11, 12, 15, 20 years old before their life get going. Dead! Dead! Because Satan comes to steal Kill and destroy. John 10.10, 10, if you want to know the scripture reference. He wants your mind. And the battle is fought. I've seen Satan put some of the most damnable thing in my mind. I said, you damn devil. You get out of my mind. That don't belong here. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. He'll, th- he'll, he'll, he'll put a thought about God in my mind. Uh, uh, against God. He'll do this against uh, all kinds of stuff. He'll just put it in your mind, put it in your mind. I could be sitting here in church and Satan will try to, whoo, he, 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 he ambushes me and I have to fight him because he's trying to distract me from the gospel of Jesus Christ. And if you are true to yourself, Satan messes with your mind too and you've had some battles and you had to confront that devil and if you're not confronting him in the name of Jesus, you're gonna, you're gonna lose the battle. Do I have a witness in here? You don't do everything you think. If you start doing it, you start thinking it, you will do. What a man thinketh, so is he or she. And now you don't know what they are. In closing, some of you say, wow, he finally got to end closing. The surest way for Satan to gain victory in our lives is for us not to make prayer and reading the word of God our highest priority. Did you hear me? In closing, the surest way for Satan to gain victory in our lives is for us not to make prayer and reading the word of God of highest priority. We will not have victory over Satan's strategy with an anemic prayer life. Our nation is in a health crisis. Our nation is in a financial crisis. Our nation is in a racial crisis. Who cares whether a person is black or white or Asian? We all came from one blood. We all descended from Adam and Eve. We all born in sin and shaped in iniquity. We all bleed red when we bleed. It's absolutely stupid for us to be racist. Look how quiet it got then. You got a problem with the races, we don't go to hell because hell is integrated. And when you get to hell, it's integrated too, so where are you going? Our nation is in a health crisis, a financial crisis, a racial crisis. We're in turmoil, tearing down statues. We are not authorized to just tear stuff down because we think it ought to be torn down. Go through the process. You don't just tear something down because you think it ought to be done. Da- there is a process. There's a right way and a wrong way to do anything. All right. You just let them tear all that stuff down. You don't say anything. Okay. When you put your nativity scene up at Christmas and all of a sudden they, they move Jesus because Jesus offend. You got Jesus in your yard and Jesus offend your neighbor. So he go over there and he take Jesus and take Mary out and just leave, leave you with the cows and the sheep. OK, OK, because they say, you know, uh, we're politically correct. That's offensive to me. So I'm taking your bypass the process. Don't even ask you whether and you paid to put it there. Your electricity got it lit up. Where is it going? You know, now some of y'all get quiet because you can't take truth. But only truth sets you what? Free. The answer is not in politics. The answer is not in public opinion. The answer is not in social media. The answer is not in talk shows. The answer is not in psychics. The answer is not in human reasoning. The answer is not in academia. The answer is not in reforms. The answer is not in changing the legislative laws. No laws change in this country can change the human condition of the heart. The heart is dreadfully evil and depraved and sinful says Jeremiah it needs regeneration transformation there needs to be a new birth inside out to the glory of God beloved Jesus is the only answer for a nation in crisis and God will not heal the land of America until God's people rise up and implement 2 Chronicles 7:14 if my people he didn't say if the president He didn't say if the congressman, he didn't say if the governor, he didn't say if the mayor, he didn't say if Hollywood, he didn't say if some superstar basketball player, he didn't talk, he said if some coach, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. There's some wicked ways about the people of God. He said if my people do what I tell them to do, then I will heal from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal that and heal their land. And that's America. America will not be healed the way we see things as they are. God is waiting on his church to wake up and be about the father's business to rise, shine, give the gospel and not be ashamed of it. And all God's children said, God bless you. And father, we thank you. We love you. I preach my heart out because we're in terrible times and you are the only answer. Oh God. Help us, strengthen us, (laughs) strip us. We said things we shouldn't have said, done things we shouldn't have done, thought things we shouldn't have thought. Somebody been cussing too much. Somebody been drinking too much. Somebody been lying too much. And there's room at the cross for all of us. We pray, Father, that you move people to come to you because people need the Lord. I humble myself and give you glory for the message. Not by might, not by power, but by your spirit. We pray that the hearts of the hearers were touched. There's someone here without a church home. They're not a member of a church. There's somebody here who's lost and don't know you as personal savior. There's room at the cross for those who want you. Move in the hearts of your people now. In Jesus' name. And all God's children said, you here today without Jesus. The Bible says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved. You don't know what death is. You say, well, I get right with God tomorrow. Who told you you have a tonight? You got to get through tonight before you can get to tomorrow. And a whole lot of folk have gone to hell with the best of intentions. And perhaps some of you say, I don't have a church home, but I'm saved, and I like that kind of message. I want, I want to be preached to cutting it straight. I want a church that preaches the word without apologies. This is a Bible-teaching church. This is where we preach all the time. I'm not going to change my position. I'm too old now to be experimenting like that. And God has invested too much in me. I love Him too much. And I don't want to get to the end of my journey and fail God. And neither do you. The Bible says, Today you hear my voice, harden not your heart.
0: As committed children of the only true and living God, we walk by faith and not by sight. Life on earth is not easy. Yet, even in the midst of trials and tribulations, we have joy, hope,